Hello, everybody, and welcome to show. I like show better than podcast. To the secret podcast. And you're not supposed to be listening to this. And remember not to tell anybody because it's a secret. Shh. It's a secret. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Coming back from the Midwest, I have returned to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed a week without me. I'm sure you did. Kyle's podcasts were fantastic, as always. Obviously, hearing about the Red Wings as a Detroit fan, I very much enjoyed it. But this week, we have some reoccurring guests. Bobby, of course. Wu, I believe, has some in the, in the cooker. But also one from Petey Fricasse. And maybe a couple other ones. I'm uh, going back on the hunt of asking people for, for podcasts. And no, not just the 10 people that listen to this podcast. Maybe even go back to Reddit, find some people, find, uh, finally go back to texting mass amounts of people. And I'm sure if you're one of these people that get those texts, you just, you just relish those opportunities to say, yeah, man, I've been thinking about it, but you know, I don't know if I have anything right now, but you know, it's on my mind. So if you're one of those people, I am talking shit. But one of those people that has given me a podcast and is new to the podcast is Kyle Roskamp. That's right. We finally hit somebody with the same name as somebody else who submitted something. So we're making progress, I, th- I think. So this is Kyle Roskamp. Now, Kyle and I know each other from soccer, more specifically at Grand Valley Pickup, even more specifically a Facebook group called GV Golden Goal, which produces some, it produces soccer for sure. I think that's the highest compliment I'm going to give it. But the best thing that's come out of Golden Goal is meeting Kyle Roskamp. And again, he's one of these people who I don't have a very clear defined, yes, this is exactly when I met Kyle Ross camp and you know like a little a little meat cute but I remember that Kyle Ross camp Ryan Hafner who might be on the pot probably won't it's not his thing and uh and Kyle and I would kind of group together every time we played pickup because we just really enjoyed the style of play that we we all played nice little pass and move kind of a more pure form of football if uh i'm being the uh, elitist i am but anyways i always knew kyle as a soccer player and we you know we got on super well we talk uh football we'd him and half were both liverpool fans i believe we went and got a couple beers and you know watched soccer maybe once or twice or at least we talked about it so it was one of those almost like a school friend where you know, you definitely like the guy a lot, but, you know, you haven't taken that next step and, you know, really asked him out, you know, got up the nerve to be like, hey, do you want to actually grab a beer and not just say that and actually shoot a te- text? But what ended up happening is Kyle and I was in the same class at Grand Valley. I believe it was sports history. We learned a lot about boxing and other sports history stuff. Kyle was a lot better at it than I was. I think I just had a disdain for school, which actually Kyle probably shares with me as well. But that's when I really got to know Kyle as a person other than a soccer player. Now, as a soccer player, he's extremely expressive. He's creative. 
he's he just has a passion for the game to be played his way and thankfully he does the exact same thing with his whole life uh he's one of the coolest dudes i know he's just one of those guys who you wish you were as cool and as smooth as he is and if and i could say that to his face and he would just laugh it off and be super cool about it so kyle if you are listening to this don't 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 try to come up with a rebuttal there but i got to know him and how he has a passion for baseball and how I didn't know that he was getting married. And it's just all those personal life things that when you are just in a bubble of just playing soccer all the time, and that's all you really talk about, you really miss out on who that person is as a whole person. And sometimes you try to dive into that and there's a reason it's only a soccer, soccer friend, but Kyle is not that. Uh, thankfully I reached out to do this podcast because I know he liked writing or he was doing writing. Cause I remember in college, I found his blog where he talked about the NBA playoffs, but instead of, you know, the players playing, the mascots would play against each other. And I just found it absolutely hilarious. And I just wanted more writing from him ever since. So I thought this podcast would be a natural fit. And he has a ton of creative projects and some really exciting life stuff he's doing that I hope he talks about. And I, I won't spoil, but thankfully, I've got to know Kyle more and more. And we had a beautiful little FaceTime call that will probably become a regular thing, I would hope, because it was super enjoyable. But as you know, I was out for the last week and I was in the Midwest. I was in Grand Rapids. And before I left to go to Detroit on Sunday... I went and grabbed a beer with Kyle and my partner Emily was there with me and Kyle who ended up giving me a ride to Lansing where I met my uh, my parents. I told Kyle Gandy that, hey, uh, we're just going to grab a beer with my friend Kyle. He's my soccer friend. And afterwards, Kyle Gandy looks at me and goes, yeah, to be honest, I was extremely skeptical of meeting one of your soccer friends but Kyle is absolutely delightful and so much on the same vein or something like that. You know how Kyle talks. I talk way differently than Kyle, but yeah, he's a writer. He's just a genuinely interesting dude, genuinely fascinating dude. And just a guy who's genuinely genuine. I want to say genuine one more time himself. And I thoroughly enjoy Kyle being himself and I know he'll never change because that's just not his style, I guess. I thought that would come out a little, a little, a little cleaner. But we got, we got a beer, we caught up, and yeah, I am so excited to have him on the podcast. This one's super, super interesting. It deals with the dream team from, uh, you know, the Olympics, and I think it's going to be a great one. Now, please be extra, extra nice to this Kyle as well as the last Kyle. I think Kyle might have to. Kyle Gandy might have to go into hibernation after doing four or five podcasts in a row. So without further ado, as I go over seven minutes and 20 seconds here, actually, I'm probably going to cut out the beginning. I'm a liar. I, I'm sorry. Anyways, Kyle Rosscamp is now on the podcast. Please enjoy. Bye. I want to talk about the Olympics because I love the Olympics so much because I think the Olympics are the one form of healthy patriotism that I get. 
I'm not really about the other ones that like frat dudes and that like real uh, assault rifle heavy dudes are into. I'm not like a super huge 4th of July guy. I'm not a huge uh, two-time world champs t-shirt guy. I'm not a huge like American flag beer koozie guy. But the Olympics are the one thing that make me feel good about America because it represents the totality of the people here and it represents the things that are incredible about this country in a healthy way and not a, hey, we're great because we oppress people sort of way. Um, I love swimming the most, I think. I love gymnastics too. But a thing I love maybe even more than swimming, but probably on an equal playing field is just the concept of Olympic basketball. I think uh, Olympic basketball is one of the most fun things that we have because it's probably 15 of the 25 best basketball players in the world on one team. And that's a thing you rarely get to see in any context, especially at one that feels competitive and feels important. But I think there are a lot of problems with uh, the concept of the dream team and how it functions as like a basketball tournament and how unfun it sometimes becomes when America uh, just train wrecks other countries. But I think I have some solutions to fix that. Because the thing I love about basketball is how the numbers and the box score and like the game on paper and how watching the game visually and witnessing it with your own eyes um, kind of coalesce into one another. Uh, because for me, it's equally fun to go through the ESPN top scroll bar every night and click every box score and see what incredible numbers I can see. Like to see James Harden have 45, 12, and 13. Or to see Clint Capella have two points, 24 rebounds, and 11 blocks. Like those things are incredibly fun to me. Seeing that, seeing those numbers, like it's just a really fun thing about basketball. But also there's things about basketball that you can't see in a box score, right? Like in 2008 when Shannon Brown played for the Lakers, he would have two-point games and 2.1 rebound, three-block games, but those two points might have been him jumping over a guy, and those three blocks all might have been him pinning the ball three feet up the backboard. And so you never know what you're going to get, but both of those things about basketball are equally fun. But the hard thing about the Dream Team is that I want that on-paper box score brand of basketball that I never get in the Olympics because these guys are too talented to – play competitive games and even if they were in a competitive game they're still only going to split time maybe half or maybe a third because they got dudes coming off the bench who are 80 percent 90 percent as effective as them so i got some problems that i think we can fix together what i think we need to do is we need to eliminate the country's format right i think the instead of doing uh, 16 teams in the Olympics. I think that's the number. I think we do this America separate 15 other teams, uh, get to play a tournament or qualify in order to have their players eligible to represent the world team in basketball. And here's what I think we should do. I think for America, we pick the five best starters who in my estimation would probably be like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. That's probably the best starting five we can create as a like a basketball team, not just like an all-star team. And then we got to pick the best sixth man, right? So uh, who was it? Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson's on the American team. He might not be the one of the best 20 players in the NBA, but he's the best sixth man, so he's on the team. Then we pick the best seventh man, maybe Alex Caruso. That's a super unscientific guess, but you get what I'm saying. So we go pick the best seventh, eighth, ninth, all the way down until the team's filled. But we can't just fill it with 
15 of the best players. We've got to fill it with 15 of the best, uh, that type of players. And then the rest of the world, out of those 15 teams that qualified to play in the Olympics, we pick the best team from them. They can pick whoever they want. They don't need to abide by the six-man, seventh-man policy. They just pick their best uh, 15 guys. Then America faces the world head-to-head, best of seven series. Get rid of all the group stage, all the other teams, or whatever. We're doing seven games, first one to four wins. And if America wins, gold medals all around. And if the world wins, that team, as well as every player from all of those other countries' teams, so like 180 people, 200 people, they all get gold medals. Because that's what we deserve. As basketball fans, we deserve to watch incredible basketball players on incredible teams playing important basketball minutes. Because we saw in that uh, elementing NBA All-Star game how fun it was to watch these dudes all on the court together giving a shit for like eight minutes. If we had a full seven-game series of the best basketball players in the world going at each other on the same team, developing strategies, developing uh, chemistry together, it would be the best thing I've ever seen. Things are going to get...